you Genoan little bitch. I don't think there's anything more of a turnoff than just you as a person. They're chopping people's hands off and shit. It's fucking weird. Danger zone! <laughs> like, oh, you guys want to rebel? Calm down, let's have peace. And then attack! Ah! Hey, Nino, why does your bitch suck? Why can't she pick up wind? <laughs> I still hate you. I, st I don't know you, I still hate you. People time in the house. Oh, ah. oh, oh welcome, dabblers. We've got another episode for you guys. Shitballs. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Shitballs. Oh, okay, yeah, shitballs. Mm-hmm. Is that good? That's good. Um, The older I get, the more my balls dangle. Sometimes I'm worried about them getting shit on them. Does that happen? Not yet. I hope not. Keeping my eyes on it. I know they get you know more dangly down, but I uh, never really thought too much about it. Yeah. Uh my wife has pointed out that I have irregularly large balls, and I'm not showing off because I have a teeny dick. I'm just, <laughs> it's just disformed. Oh. I'm malformed. You okay? So the older, no, I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get shit on my balls. Yeah. Yep. That's the thing that's gonna happen. You tell me the day it happens, cause I don't know. <laughs> I want to be there for you for support. I think that's the day I get. Uh, What's that thing you got on your toilet? Your 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 spray the shit. The bidet. It's the day I bidet. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm gonna need a more thorough clean. I suggest it to everybody. I'm just. Some people need to wipe more, and really, honestly, just go get a bidet. Just do it. It's so much cleaner. Go with hygiene. Don't buy into the Charmin's conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Less is more. My ass. Oh wow, that all worked out really well. <laughs> yeah, that really fell together. Yeah, I didn't mean to. You know those cute Charmin bears? They're lying to you. Yeah. And they're perverts. They are? Yeah, they actually moved into me next door, the Charmin Bear family. Yeah. Just sickos. Gross. I didn't know they were perverts. They're just running around their yard, wiping their ass, wiping each other's asses. Yeah, but only a little bit. Offering to wipe my ass. Yeah, not enough. Yeah. They've got the hairiest of asses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does, a, does a bear shit on their front lawn? Yes. Yeah. I've seen it, and they don't wipe adequately. <laughs> Two ply means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what's your name today? Homestar 10. Oh, that's a holy cow. What a flashback. Hell yeah. That was before YouTube days. Yeah, they had like their own website. Homestarrunner.com. Oh, is that place even still up? Yeah, I actually checked earlier. Oh, really? Yeah, Homestar's still around. That's so crazy. He's on the YouTubes. I remember watching a lot of those videos. He's one bad. That was that. That's how you knew you were like one of the cool kids because you went to school and you got those references. Mm-hmm. Well, cool from our perspective. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was in junior high, so it wasn't too hard to. Yeah. You quoted somebody else. But um, it it meant that you had some internet culture. Yeah. In 1996, because <laughs> if you know who Homestyle Wano is. <laughs> Homestyle Wano. Fucking love Homestyle. Uh, I'm Lurker. Lurker. Yeah. Um. Is that a, a hydralisk upgrade? That's part of it. <laughs> oh, it's me quoting a uh, Pineapple Express. Love that movie. It was just lurking, man. He just, yeah. Some lurker. That's a fucking great movie. And a fun video game. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. For the uh, StarCraft. It's the hydralisk upgrade. It's one of the few video game things I understand. Uh, Do you have a fun fact for today, Homestall? I do. Uh, I actually have two. One, I just wanted to acknowledge the death of a man. You know Kobe Bryant? Mm -hmm. His name, he's actually named after Kobe Beef. Really? 
Yeah. I didn't know that. So that's my homage to a great athlete is that he's named after beef. That's crazy. I didn't know that that was the case. Hmm. Yeah. He said his mom just saw it on a menu. I was like, I like the sound of it. Kobe. So he's Kobe, but he's Kobe. Kobe, yeah. It's kind of a little bit different. That's a great name. Yeah. Um, Name your children Kobe. Name your dogs Kobe. When you throw something away, say Kobe. Yep. Kobe. Let's, Let's keep the man alive. Yeah. The actual fun fact is, I think everybody's actually heard this, is a fact that the ancient Romans used to uh, write graffiti on their walls. Yeah. And much of it was uh, preserved through different means. And we just went to the Pompeii exhibit at a museum. Yep. They didn't have any of that. Uh, not the preserved graffiti. We saw some dead bodies and some marble statues, etc. Yeah, because Pompeii was, they had a volcano and... It was covered all in ash and destroyed and stuff, but some of the bodies were preserved from the heavy ash. Yeah, and a lot of their antiques and shit. Yeah. Stuff that I looked at and I just didn't believe. Because it's first century and it's like, they had all this? They had tweezers? This is a really nice pair of tweezers. Yeah, they had scalpels. Yeah. They had uh, really ornate things. Yeah, glass. Had a bunch of like really yeah ornate glass that looked like, I don't even know. Right, and I was thinking, like, I can't keep a glass cup in my house. <laughs> yeah. It breaks after a couple weeks. Yeah. How the fuck did they have glass, and then it survived... A volcano. ...that that killed everyone? Yeah. Yeah, but it was neat. It was a really fun exhibit. Yeah, it was neat. If the Pompeii exhibit comes to your town, check it out. But I wanted to quote a few of the uh, preserved bits of graffiti. Yeah. Because uh, this is a history podcast, and if if we have maintained anything it's that history is not what you think it is no and the people are always the same yeah they're, they're all dipshits yeah what do they say on the graffiti some of the examples are weep you girls my penis has given you up now it penetrates men's behind goodbye <laughs> wondrous femininity <laughs> i like to tell them to cry <laughs> you're not getting this anymore you want this d can't get it nope it, unless you're a dude it goes in buttholes now <laughs> Uh, another one was on April the 19th, I made bread. <laughs> That's just what it said? Somebody took the time out of their day. I made bread. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that he didn't even sign it, so we don't even know who it was. <laughs> uh, Theophilus, don't perform oral sex on girls against the city wall like a dog. <laughs> That's great because someone obviously came along and found him doing such. Yeah, and he was offended. And he had to go write it down on the wall and be like... You- don't do that. You dick. I saw you. You dog. When really he just wants to trade places. Yeah. It's like, she's hot. I don't. Why don't, why don't I get to do that? Hmm. Um, let's see. We got uh, to the one defecating here. Beware of the curse. If you look down on this curse, may you have an angry Jupiter for an enemy. Jupiter must be with the god Jupiter? That's their main god. Yeah. Yeah, he's like their Zeus. That's pretty funny. So... Uh, someone was defecating and then someone else threatened them with a curse. A shit curse. It kind of reminds me of Facebook. It was like, you got to pass this along 10 times or else you'll be cursed. Don't threaten me. Yeah. Aunt. Nina. Nina. It's always your aunt. Yeah. Like, don't threaten me. (laughs) Yeah. They're coming back around. I haven't seen any uh, those chain curses in a while, whatever they're called. Uh, We got Chie, I hope your hemorrhoids rub together so much that they hurt worse than when they ever have before. <laughs> That's no joke, man. Hemorrhoids are... are I got hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> They're not funny. They're not great. <laughs> but when you curse another person with rubbing their hemorrhoids together, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. 
Uh, we got, I don't want to sell my husband, not for all the gold in the world. So that's, that's nice. That's nice of her to say. Yeah. Um, Something tells me that was the husband writing it, though. Oh, Signed, yeah. my wife. And it just says, my wife. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, oh, that's sweet, I guess. <laughs> if it's real. Um, I screwed a lot of girls here. <laughs> that's badass. There's that. Just right here. I brought them all to the same spot. Every time. Right here. <laughs> right here. Salatus, <laughs> uh, the Thracian gladiator, is the delight of all the girls. Oh. And I am the man having dinner with a barbarian. And Epaphra, you are bald. <laughs> this is the shit that they <laughs> so thought great. was important to keep forever. Well, I mean, look at what we've got written down on walls and like Facebook walls. Facebook. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. Someday someone's going to come back and be like, this is what they were saying thousands of years ago when before they were in virtual reality. Oh, yeah. And they were like, so primitive. They were writing in a in a, in a Facebook page. Yeah. Ugh. Look at this one. It says, I'm pooping. <laughs> I am pooping. Hashtag life goals. <laughs> yeah. Um, Samius to Cornelius. Go hang yourself. <laughs> I like that he dresses who from and who to. So that's official. Yeah. We know who's involved. Um, let's see. Love Samius. Aphidius was here. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We see that one on. That uh, hasn't stopped. Bathroom stalls all the time. Uh, Vergula to her friend Tertius. You are disgusting. Just that's it. He's that's gross. it. Gross. Um, whoever wants to serve themselves can go on and drink from the sea. What? I think that's like an insult. Yeah, well, drink from the sea would make you sick, but why? Why don't you just fucking drink from the sea, you serve dick? Serve yourself? What does that mean? Like, whoever masturbate? Wants, whoever wants to serve themselves can go on and drink from the sea. If you masturbate, go drink from the sea. You dick? Yeah. Yeah. Some Not of us don't have hands to do so. Right, don't eat a girl out in public, you dog. <laughs> you dog. The last one I got is uh, Phileros is a eunuch. Oh, I'm guessing that must be an insult. It's kind of a rude thing to say, but it's true. Seems, yeah, seems true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is a... Uh, Graffiti from the first century. The history takeaway here. I love uh, it so much. They uh, they felt all that was funny enough. The more I dive back into history, along. the more I think that we, we really aren't that different other than our, our toys. Or technology. Yeah, I mean, we're really the same, plus internet. Yeah. And, like, polyester. Yeah. I mean, sports don't really change. War doesn't change. Culture's the same. Clearly, we're all still fucking weird perverts. The uh, the elders are always complaining about the youth. Yeah. Just it, down the line. Oh, every generation is the worst. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, and now, we, every year, we come up with some goddamn thing where, like, okay, boomer, or, God, YOLO, you millennials, like. We just all fucking hate each other. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it's gorgeous. We're just keeping history going. Yeah, there's no stopping it. We're the same dumb monkeys that stood upright and left Africa. And we've just been poking at each other and making fun of each other's dick size. Farting on each other. Farting <laughs> on each other forever. It's great. Yeah. I'm having a good time. <laughs> Me too. Well, uh, we can go ahead and dive into our episode today, yeah? Yeah, Lurker. What the hell are we talking about? We are diving into Christopher Columbus. Oh, shit. Now, uh, at least as far as I'm aware, and I think what most people learned in school is Christopher Columbus discovered the Americas. Right. And the Earth is flat. Yeah, well, some people believed it back then. I actually came across a lot of things where people 
Some people did, some people didn't, so... Yeah, I've heard that it was not... Some people are afraid that you could fall off if you went too far west. Exactly, but but I don't think he thought that. No. That's why he named them Indians. He thought he was an Indian. I think he thought he went all the way around. Well, and he was born in the 1400s, and at this time, most people who were educated actually believed that the Earth was was round, um, if you were educated. But there was still debate that people thought it was flat. And so it's like now. Pretty much. Like I said, not much changes from history other than technology. We're full of dipshits. Yeah. We just make stuff up. But yeah, so uh, he's credited with discovering the Americas, which to me is silly for a lot of reasons. One is there were people already there, so he didn't discover them. Whoever was there, their ancestors clearly was the ones who discovered it. Just several thousand years previously there's people living there you don't go into someone's house and be like i discovered this house this wow is perfect you put your flag down and this is my this is mine nobody you else knew about this until slave I... their kids kill the father marry the wife yeah now he's credited probably mostly because it was taught in schools that way for a long time until more recent we found that the vikings probably got here or not probably they definitely got here before columbus did like 500 years before columbus yeah and then as well as there's debate about other people Doing the same, coming to America before Columbus did. Now, yeah, I've even seen the fuck. They think the fucking Chinese landed somewhere in California once. Yeah, there's some. That's debated because there's some evidence, but not enough for anyone to be that conclusive. It's not the same as like the the Viking artifacts they found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Viking artifacts, we know for sure that they were here way before Columbus. There's even a legend that there was some monks from I think India that came. But that one's so far out that we can't even get close to knowing if it's true or not. But nonetheless, we, yeah, he's mostly credited for because we were taught that and also because he kind of opened up the trades between Europe and Americas. So good uh, job, Columbo. Because it exploded afterwards, he kind of gets most of the credit for that. Yeah, I think um, because this is people time, we're probably not going to be particularly nice. No, probably not. If you find uh, Columbus to be a heroic figure, maybe... I don't know. Might want to might not want to listen to all of the uh, the episode then. Or or do and just get yourself nice and worked up and then promptly um fuck yourself. Yeah. Maybe jump up your own ass if yeah. you if if you're upset. Well, I mean, you could fight me. There's if, this, if you want, but I don't think you can fight me. There's this new thing going on right now where it's like we have these heroes in history that we've been talking about as heroes, and then we find more evidence, more research, and we're better educated, and then we find that there was some shady stuff in their lives, or maybe their whole entire life was super shady, and then people start talking about it, and then people who haven't learned that usually get mad because they're like, how could you do this to our great hero? You spit in his face, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But really, what it comes down to is we're just learning more, and you find out most people, even if they did great, amazing things, Probably also did some shitty things. That's just humans, Typically, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, we've definitely got some some black spots on Christopher Columbus. We got some shit to talk. But let's go ahead and get started. What the hell? What what is what's he up to? So Christopher Columbus, he was born. We actually don't know the exact year he was born. Oh, weird. We have a pretty good guess. So 1446 or 1455. Now most people seem to agree. That's weird. That the best closest guess is 1451. So that's where most historians would be like, yeah, 1451. That's so was he born poor where they just didn't fucking care what year he was born? Or they oh. just, nobody wrote that shit Yeah, down? nobody wrote it down for him. Uh, and I don't know why it didn't end up coming up later. It seems like during this time period in the 1400s, especially, mm. a lot of people that we know today, we most of the time don't know when they were born unless they were royalty. That's fair. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, the older in time we get, yeah, it's hard to lock that shit down. Yeah, we try to hone it down pretty well. And, and in this case, we've got it almost in a five, six-year mark. Well, I think that's like with uh, Harriet Tubman, where it's like, it's either this year, this year, or this year in this 15-year span. And you're like, yeah. okay. That's pretty crazy. But, I mean, that's how it goes. But we know more of the important events that happen later on and, and those dates, so we have those go off. He was born in a place called Genoa, which is what today would be part of modern-day Italy, but Italy didn't exist at this time. It was a bunch of different provinces. So, I never even thought about that. Yeah, isn't that weird? Italy, yeah. Italy wasn't a thing yet. Well, I know they uphold their provinces highly, like, you're from Sicily. Oh, that's like a thing. Sicily, you see, was its own providence that was before Italy. Huh. Um, Genoa is also one that's got its own government and everything, its own language even, but uh, eventually it would all come together to become Italy later I, on. I appreciate their salami. Yeah. Well, his father was named Domenico Colombo. Oh, Domenico. And I love this because you, when we talk about the Italians, will often bring up some of the common stereotypes, I suppose. I'm a racist. <laughs> so, Domenico was a cheesemaker. <laughs> A tavern, a tavern keeper, where he dealt in wool and wine. So and cheese a mob and wine. boss, cheese yeah. and wine. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't a mob boss. I think he was actually supposed to be considered to be a pretty good guy. He married a woman named Suzanne or Susanna Frontanorosa. Ah, that's a whole soy job. No, 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 pizza, pizza, <laughs> <laughs> but and the, the ravioli uh, and the meatball. Uh, so they would have uh, five children together. Christopher was the eldest, the oldest mm. child. And uh, yeah, Domenico wasn't necessarily rich, but he made a decent income for his family to live fairly comfortably. Big cheese market. Yeah, cheese and wine. And Domenico was also an astute seafarer. He loved the ocean. He loved to do yeah. little sailing trips and go around. And obviously that got passed on to his oldest son, who would later have the same passion of wanting to be on the sea all the time. Quite a seafaring people, as yeah. I understand it. They like to eat cheese and wine on a boat. Seamen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seamen love cheese. His mother, she came from a wealthy Catholic family, and that's about all I could find on her. All right. Yeah. Sounds Italian. Sure. Or, yeah, Italy? Why am I surprised? For? For, uh... Christophe being Italian. I was thought he was Portuguese or Spanish. The reason why you would think that is because he lived most of his life in Spain, and he lived in Portuguese for a while as well. Well, people time, bitch. There you go. There it is. You're pulling some stuff out from some previous education of some kind, and... I don't know. Yeah. We'll get to all that, too. It's awesome. So his early childhood, we don't have a whole lot on, but um, historians don't talk too much about it because there's nothing really super definitive. Other than they believe that by the time he was about 10 years old, he started to go on to sailing trips, right. um, learned how to maybe do really simple, basic stuff when it came to manning sails and all that kind of yeah. jimmy rigging, whatever. <laughs> whatever they do. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what they do. I am not rich enough to sail. So still a young age, he'd even sometimes jump into what they had, little single man sailboats. And then he would travel around the coast of his... Because where he actually grew up was near the coast. Coast uh, Genoa is coastal? Yeah. If you... I mean, it's kind of hard to explain without showing on a map, but it's kind of on the northern side of the boot, kind of where it would be at the thigh, if it was a thigh-high boot. Ooh, but on the ooh. bottom part, yeah, like the about. southern part, so... Tell me more about these thigh-high boots. Yeah, it's Italy for you. Yeah. Thigh-high boot. 
That's what it looks like. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm all like, mm, Italian lady with some boots on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you travel around the coast on these little sailboats. Fat, singing to himself, eating cheese. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just a little boy doing my cheesy thing. And meatballs. <laughs> but yeah, he grew passion for sailing. Um, obviously really wanted to know what was beyond the horizon, that kind of a thing. What, what's that mysterious beyond? What's hmm. what's out there? And uh, it's, like, it's Africa. That's what's over there. <laughs> in the Mediterranean. It's yeah. And they, they knew where Africa was at this time, so that's, yeah. But what was beyond that? West. Oh, shit. Further west. But anyways, he also, we don't know if he actually got a formal education. Uh, I think most people believe that he did not. Hmm. And, but he was considered to be intelligent, just not educated. So he figured things out well, but he wasn't Bright like, sat down and yeah taught anything so much. You know, if your dad's a cheesemaker, you can't expect to be high class. Right. You could still be bright. Yeah. So he's brought up in Christian morals, strong biblical, you know, background. Oh, yeah. You, you know, Italy, man. I don't know how far away Genoa is from the Vatican, but I don't think you can get away from being... Probably not. ...a gross Christian over there and touching kids and yeah. eating the flesh of your God. You fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know if he learned how to read and write until, at least probably until his 20s. Wow. So, yeah, that's pretty much most of his childhood. When he was a teenager... Um, he got onto more boats with people to do like odd jobs here and there where they'd go take, um, goods to one location from another through sailing, of course. Sure. So he's a sort of a, a, a merchant's handman. Yeah, pretty much. He's handy for the, he's handy with the seamen. And I think he's on the lower end, right? So he's not learning all the crazy cool stuff yet, but he's, he's getting the basics so down. The, the seamen lords over him almost like, you know, like he has to kneel down to the seamen situation. Mm-hmm. Like he's covered in semen sometimes. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot how, of guys sometimes are... How busy he they is. They dogpile. There's like surrounding him, the semen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what uh, in, I don't know what they call that in Italy. <laughs> Bukaka. <laughs> is that it? Bukaka. Yeah. You got to shake your hand like that, yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he did manage to teach himself some fairly useful skills such as uh, cartography. So he started learning map-making skills. Yeah, you got to know that shit. Um, he probably knew some pretty decent math when it came to this. Some people argue that he might have not been good at math and maybe used other people, but some historians are like, he, it seems that he knew math pretty well as far as when it comes to needing for sailing purposes. All right, cool. So he obviously knew how to speak his own native tongue, which wasn't Italian because, again, that didn't exist. It was So Genoan is a language? It's not Genoan, but yeah, that's something over there. Yeah, Genoanese. Not really. But... So fucking weird to me. You know, like when you think about the Roman Empire, right? Way the fuck back. You're yeah. like, yeah, it's Italy. But it's not. But it's not. Yeah. It's like it's Rome. sections of, of parts of Italy. And then now I'm just like, but why? But you're Italy, though. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. It's like in uh, uh, Charles de Gaulle, we talked about the unification of Germany. I remember that from like fifth grade history, but I was like, I forgot about it. It's weird. It's not. It wasn't always just you weren't all Germany. Just always Germany. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a dumbass. No. No. It's, stuff changes a lot, man. People time. But besides his own uh, language, obviously that he grew up with learning, he also learned Latin, Spanish, and Portuguese throughout his life. Good for him. So he was intelligent. Um, a lot of people time topics are a lot of languages. Yeah. Can, can speak a lot of languages. Yeah. It's pretty odd. I only know one, and it sucks. Like that, I don't know more. I barely know English. 
Yeah, I was going to say, people can correct me all the time, I'm sure. But that's yeah. not how you construct a sentence. I talk the good way that I do it for. Yeah. So Chris sailed around the coast of his home country often, and he ends up in his early 20s. He takes on a job that kind of involves piracy. Ooh. Yeah. Like Napster? Well, no. Like, li like <laughs> LimeWire? <laughs> uh, like pirates, like out in the sea pirates. Awesome. Not stealing music. Yeah. It's comparable. Yeah. It's pretty much the same. You wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal another man's ship. So don't steal music. Shut up, commercial <laughs> from 2002. It's weird because they always played them on the uh, websites that you were literally you were downloading music from. While stealing the music. Yeah. I do have an eye patch that I put on when I'm stealing music online. And I go, Arr! <laughs> <laughs> ah! This here music now mine. This Radiohead B-side is mine forever. <laughs> Arr! Yeah, so he gets hired on by a duke named René of Anjou. Duke of Anjou. And he hires Christopher to go out to the sea to capture a warship of uh, Naples. Okay, and Naples is like another province or something? Yeah, pretty much. Aight. And it's basically an attempt to later conquer all of Naples. That's what the idea was, to go attack, and then they'll later try to go take over Naples. And he's hanging out with pirates? to do this and i say pirates loosely it's not going to be exactly you're thinking like the eye patch and stuff it's more just like we're going to go do illegal acts that we shouldn't be doing on the high seas yeah all right so that's basically what he gets told to do wish i could be a pirate and he gets on this his ship he's got his men they go and head towards this warship where they know where it's at and on their way there chris's men get they turn into little frady cats because they see that the ship is they're getting closer to the ship, even though they can't see it. They're like, it's, it's supposed to be coming up here soon. It's a warship. Maybe oh, we should go get reinforcements. Oh, God. And Chris is like, it's all right. Let's just keep going. We'll be fine. They're not gonna, they don't even know we're going to come attack. So everything's fine. And his men kept freaking out and getting scared. Pirate up, guys. Yeah. Pirate up. And so after them begging him to turn around and get reinforcements so that way they can make sure that nobody on their side gets killed, Chris is finally like, all right, we'll turn around. He waits for night to fall and everybody go to sleep, and then he goes and messes with the compass, and he changes <laughs> the direction back towards the warship, and nobody realizes it until the next morning when they're all waking up and the warship's like in front of them. What the hell? Yeah. So he just want he just loves the conflict. I think for him he was like, I'm gonna go do the job. Ah, say, yeah, okay, that's true. You get paid for a thing. Yeah. You're surrounded by little pussy, little dick bitches, and you're like, ah, I'm gonna take control here. And surprisingly, it works out in the sense that once everybody realizes what's going on, he's like, look, it's right over there. See, it's not that big and scary. Let's go do it. He tries to rally them up. They apparently agree rather than overthrowing him, I guess. That's a natural spirit or a natural leader's spirit. Yeah. For a guy that I feel at the end of this episode I'm going to fucking hate. Yeah. Way to go, young Chris, the pirate. And they do. It's a, it's a successful attack. Everything works out. They actually, like, attack the warship and get their shit? Yeah. Nice. But... This is debated if it really happened or not. That ship was covered in semen. So that's it's what the, covered. <laughs> it was. There was a lot of semen all oh, over man, it, just dripping off the sides. <laughs> so some historians don't believe that this story is accurate because at this time he was in his early twenties, like twenty-one years old, mm. and most people did not captain their own ship at that age. That's true. Yeah. So some people are like, either this must have happened later on in his life than what is stated here, which wouldn't make sense with the timing of when, you know, Naples was getting attacked. So it doesn't quite add up, or it just not true at all. Maybe Chris wasn't even on the ship. 
And this is a story he told? This is a story that's just uh, been written down and noted in history. So some people just think that it might be inaccurate. I believe some version of it. Yeah. So in 1476, when he's about 25 years old, Chris... Chris. (laughs) Chris. We can call him Chris. Yeah, Chrissy Chris. Mm, Chrissy boy. Crisco. (laughs) Crisco. So Chris starts... oily. Ew. Like pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Seems mean. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So little oily face Chris boy. Chris starts venturing beyond the Mediterranean and further out into the oceans beyond. He's trying to get more jobs that take him further away from his homeland, further out into sea. It's a pirate's life for me. And he is hired to join a fleet that consists of five ships. By the way, we know this one's true now. So the previous mm, one's okay. debated. This one we know this is accurate. So he joins this ship of or this fleet of five ships heading to Lisbon, Portugal. Now, Chris and this fleet are attempting to deliver goods to Lisbon. But while they're in route, they actually get attacked by, it's kind of weird, it's Franco-Portuguese. Hmm. So you got, at this time frame, by the way, Spain isn't fully their own country yet. Wow, man, we're early history here. Yeah. Early Western history. There's a lot of, I mean, it's it's Spain, just not completely Spain yet. Because it's fair so. to think about a lot of Europe is just those provinces. Well, Portuguese. Getting along, not getting along, doing their own thing. Yeah. Well, and I didn't know this, but Portuguese actually was kind of colonizing spain essentially like that was all part of portugal which is so funny and then right around this time frame spain is actually splitting off trying to get their own independence from portugal fuck you portugal so there's kind of some battling going on and whatnot and there's this franco-portuguese warships that come out and they start attacking the ships that that chris is on you genoan little bitch yeah and it ends up being a pretty big battle uh both sides have ships that go down hundreds of men die Somehow Chris manages to jump off the ship into the ocean, and there's a floating debris that he can grab onto. Mm. So there is some account that there was another man next to him that was uh, Jack Dawson. Yes. But Chris would not share the door, and so Jack froze and sank to the bottom of the ocean. Did he ever let go? Near, far, wherever you are. (laughs) No, Jack doesn't exist, so sorry. Rose! Rose! <laughs> no, but he did. He found some something to float on, uh, some some debris. And he, Never let go! And he ends up being able to kick himself to, to shore. He lives from this crazy attack. Hey, you know. And he makes it to the shores of Portugal. Even a dipshit like John Kennedy was able to swim his ass to some, wa- to some land. Yeah. Just, just grab on some wood and kick, Chris. Yeah. You're not a hero. <laughs> Your boat sank. You suck balls. <laughs> and you let Jack just fuck, just drown. Drown. He could have shared the door. I'm pretty sure he could have. Plenty of size. <laughs> it's plenty big. What you, a, that bitch. I mean, just because you took your top off and let Leonardo DiCaprio draw you, Chris, does not mean <laughs> that later on you could be like, drown. Drown for me. So he, uh, he's found by some locals who show hospitality towards him. They take him in, nurse him back to health, you know, give him a place to stay, feed him. Just somewhere in the Mediterranean where he lands? So it's actually in, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but Lagos, Portugal? Yeah, Lagos. Lagos. Sure. So Chris, at this point, once he gets back to 
being healthy again. He continues jumping from different ship to ship, just taking sailing jobs. He goes all over the place. He gets up to the point where he's in West Africa. He goes to England. He goes to Ireland. Ooh, neat. All over Europe. I didn't want to really go too much into it because it's mostly just trading jobs. Nothing super exciting happens. But he travels for a really long time, about a decade. Wow. Learning how ships work, sailing, getting better at it, learning the different jobs. Merchant sailor. And yeah, and doing merchant kind of work. So you can see like the you can see the sea salt in the creases of his face. Those kind of guys. Yeah. Stand on the front of a ship like, yes. I followed the stars. And their face is all crusty. Starboard. Yeah, and people know what that means when he says it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I actually don't even know. I just been I just everyone's like, port. Every now and then I just say one of them. And then they just start doing stuff and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Is it yeah. Say the the backside, the rear. Is that we no? The rear. I'm captain. <laughs> <laughs> so after he does a whole lot of traveling, he keeps coming back to Lisbon. Lisbon is a huge hub for trading. It's like a great port for different sailors to come in to do trades to then leave. It's kind of a centralized area ish. I think around now Portugal is like, like a fucking empire. Yeah, it's huge. As opposed to now, which is exclusively a vacation spot. I think. Yeah. Oh. But they used to, like, own shit. Yeah. So he likes this area for a lot of reasons. One, he likes other sailors. He likes to talk in stories. He likes to talk about trade. But especially because you have so many sailors come from coming from so many different areas, they all like to talk about the same thing. What's beyond the horizon mm. that no one's gone past, right? What's further west yes. than anyone's ever gone? And the stories are crazy. There's monsters out there that could... You know, they're huge. They can take out an entire ship, and their tentacle is the size of a The ship. Kraken. Yeah, exactly. Cthulhu. Cthulhu, yeah. Even though Cthulhu's not until, like, 1920-something. I think Lovecraft but. was just tapping into Cthulhu already existing. Yeah. His his little tentacles went into Lovecraft's brain. He's like, talk about me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's actually kind of a cool idea of, like, H.P. Lovecraft. Most of his stories are, like, the people get taken over by Cthulhu. They go insane. They go crazy. It's because... Maybe that's what happened to H.P. Lovecraft. Cthulhu took him over. Wrote all these crazy stories. And then, yeah. We've definitely tapped into something here. Weird. But yeah, so I mean, that's kind of the stories you're hearing about what's back there. Because, you know, you don't know what it is. So people like hear about ships that went out there and crashed. And, they're, you know, stories get made. Legends and yeah. myths. So It's very... Just to put yourself in that mind state, like... Uh... Anywhere you go along that coast in, in Africa and Europe and whatever, you're like, okay, the land's over here, and over there is just sea. Just nothing. Forever. Like, how far can I go until I die or hit something? And some people at this time still do believe that the earth may be flat, so maybe it's just a waterfall that you basically just hit the edge and Let's you prove fall it. off. Well, and also the sun sets over there. Yeah. So there's some... Where's it going? There's some, yeah, some, some metaphorical part where you're like, let's follow the fucker and see what happens. Now... Chris didn't think that the Earth was flat. As a matter of fact, what he predicts later on is that if you were to travel west, you'd eventually come out the other side to where Asia is. And yeah, he, there's like a secret door. <laughs> yeah, it's like Pac-Man where you just go to one side of the screen and then just come back You're to the like, other. I don't know the physics. I know what happened. Yeah. That's what Chris was anticipating. No, I think most people, most educated people at this time were like, the, the Earth is round. We just... No, they, they, do, they did know that. I don't remember the scientists name and i feel bad there's a lot but i mean this goes back to ancient greece even there was i mean both plato and aristotle um stated that they believed the earth was round yeah it's uh it's not pythagoras oh aristothenes oh yeah it, he was a 
a Greek guy who was actually in Africa, and he had that thought where he saw like a pole standing in the ground, and when he noticed the shadow change when the sun would move. Right. So he's like, I'm going to put two stakes X miles away and right. measure the distance at the same time as the sun. And when he did that, he was able to extrapolate like, okay, from this uh, change in ratio from the angle, the earth would be X amount of miles round. Yeah. And he correctly calculated that how, how many miles round the earth is because he's like well you can see the shadow move it's fucking round dipshit yeah and so i think at christopher columbus's time they even knew roughly how big the fucking thing is the the earth and then it goes in a circle he chris thought it was a lot smaller than what it was like again he thought that you'd pop out over on asia much sooner than you would actually hit the americas but chris also wasn't educated so i think you're right i think most educated people knew had a decent idea at least to some degree yeah. and i can remember because there's 24 hours in a day the earth is roughly 24,000 miles all the way around it's about 24,000 miles that's cool yeah and aristophanes calculated that don't be dumb yeah don't watch flat earth youtube videos don't do it don't do that Okay, so, anyways, yeah, he liked to speak with all the sailors about this, and it piqued his interest. He wanted to go out there. He wanted to know what was out there. He didn't seem too afraid of the possibility of monsters or anything, so he was like, there's something over there, and I think if I go over there, I will find a new trade route to get to Asia, and that could be valuable. It's quite an ambitious thought to have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while he's hanging out in Lisbon... Uh, discussing the beyond with other sailors. He actually meets and marries a noble woman named Filippa. Ooh. And her name is Filippa Moniz Perestorello. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it terribly. I'm so sorry. I but, think you probably said it right, but a little jagged. Yeah, probably. Well, they end up having a son together named Diego. Ah, Diego. That's yeah. a good name. Let go, my Diego. So... <laughs> And though Philippa was actually considered to be noble status, she actually didn't really come from a wealthy family. So she kind of has, she's one of those people, holds the status. Half, half. Yeah, but not, not wealthy, not rich. But she saw ambition in this guy, I'm assuming. I'm assuming so, but unfortunately, not long after they had their first son, their only son together, uh, she ends up dying. Oh, bummer. Yeah. It's speculated it's probably uh, tuberculosis that killed her. So Kills a lot of people back then. Yeah. And random shit. Bunch of people. Just your lungs start hurting and you're like, I don't feel good. And then you don't wake up the next day. I don't know. I would imagine that because she's noble and he's not, his pickup line was, I'm going to find a new route to Asia. Mm, she's like, girl, you know what I'm saying? That's what saying. You know what your keep, Asia is? Keep talking. I'll find, I'll find my route to your Asia. Yeah. Okay. Let me sail my semen near your Asia spot. Yeah. And then she got pregnant, but then she was like... You never found the spot. <laughs> you never did. Not even close. No. Uh, it's not the Asia spot. It's not even what people call it. You could never find it. And now I'm dead. <laughs> You're terrible, Chris. Um, around this time frame, after his, you know, kind of before his wife dies and after his wife dies during that time frame, he starts studying a lot more of astronomy, geography, celestial navigation. A lot of things sailors would use at this time frame to try to get around. and Sure. You know, if they were lost at sea, you could use the stars and other things or you could just use the stars and generally not to be lost stars were a great way of having a navigational map um you gotta have a whole bunch of maps for that but yeah seems to work yeah and he did he would go study articles and books and things like that that would that would more into that more ambition yeah chris is not a lazy man no nah. mm -mm. 
When he's about 30 years old, in 1481, he has gained a great deal of skill and experience from all his traveling around to pretty much all over Europe, uh, around Africa. So with all the skill, he now feels like he's able to go further west than anybody else, and he thinks he's, he's going to be fine. I can go out there, I'll be the first one to discover this new route to Asia, and this will be perfect. I will get rich off of it too. All right, yeah, high ambitious guy, probably big ego. Yeah. As well, I would imagine. And there are other sailors who are like, it's not possible. He's like, fuck you. Yeah. I'll do what I want. So he comes up with this hypothesis of how he's going to uh, be able to get to Asia. He starts putting together what writings of other people have said to help kind of prove that's what would happen if you sailed west. And that he wants to then go present that to academics to further prove that that would be true. So then he can go get funding from okay. somebody. Yeah. To let him go do this. Because he doesn't have any money really to do this. This is expensive and he's kind of poor at this point. Man, he, yeah, and his whole thing it sounds like is make me rich and important. Yeah. I mean, that's most people's goal. But You're going to find that out a lot more here soon. He's got a good fucking idea though. Yeah. Saying, Let's hit Asia before anybody else. and I, It would be called the Christopher Columbus route. Yeah, <laughs> pretty close on this. So for months... It, Columbus, uh, Chris, he teams up with his own brother, who is also a cartographer. That's what he was studying. And they go over all these maps and documents, and they start building up what they think the world probably looks like and what will happen when they get on the other side of Asia. Cool. This is just to also help present, like, this is what we think it is. Let us go give us money. Let us go do it. What a great time of history where they really didn't fucking know. And they're like, let's make some maps. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. they're using math and, and compasses and they're... There's a montage, and they're like, one of them's riding furiously, and the other one's like nodding behind his shoulder. And he's pointing out, like, well, wait, don't forget this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Point, point at that. And it's like, yeah. Highway to the danger zone. But they're really just doing pretty mundane looking stuff. Like, literally. One guy points at just the horizon. And they both just stare off into it, like, yes. Or they're both just reading books. <laughs> Quietly, and then one of them points to a part in his book. Like, did you see this? Well, oh, yeah. Danger zone! <laughs> <laughs> Gonna take you right in. Is that what he says? A ride into the danger zone? I think so. I always said the highway. Gonna take you highway? Uh, no, it's, to the danger zone? No, it's the highway to the danger zone. I'm pretty sure I'm it, wrong now that you said that. Could be. No, you're right. I am not that familiar with Kenny Loggins. I feel embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> well,. Yeah, anyways, fine. it's what it is. Yeah, it's the fastest way to get there. You gotta take the highway to get to the danger zone fastest. Yeah, you don't want to take like the regular suburban streets. It's like thirty miles an hour. Yeah, you want to take the highway to the There's danger zone. Children around, you can't just be cruising. Yeah, that's just that's dangerous. <laughs> that's <laughs> a new danger zone. That's the dangerer dangerer zone. It is noted that a uh, Chris, when he was doing all of his research, purposely ignored stuff that was against what he believed and. He cherry-picked what he wanted to yeah. help make up what he did believe. Chris now needed to find someone who would not only financially support his voyage to go sail west towards what he presumes is Asia. The unknown. Assumes. And the Kraken. Yeah. But he also wanted someone with high enough status that he could receive all the credit for finding this new path to Asia. As well as he wants all these crazy demands. <clears throat> so check this out. This is pretty fun. He wants to be noted for finding Asia going west. He also felt that he should get all the islands that he finds along the way. So if he discovers any islands, that they would be owned by him. Who would fund that? 
And then on top of that, any trading that gets done with anything he discovers, any new islands or any new areas, if they do trading, he wants 10% of the credit. 10%, or 10% is, of the money. That, that's lowish. That's not, that's a good demand. So that, that's not just him trading, that's anybody trading forever. And he wants it so that way when he <laughs> dies, his son gets that and it goes on forever down the his genealogy yeah okay all right he just wants it all he wants mostly i think a lot of it's the credit and money those are the two biggest things but he wants I mean, to be recognized to be like this is columbus island and so is this island. columbus and two so island. island columbus three island Basically. columbus four island yeah he wants to govern anything that he finds that's new i mean to be fair uh if america didn't exist and he finds this route to asia and he takes the the risk of getting there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean it's a, it'd be a big deal. Not naming the goddamn islands. There's already people there. They already have a name, Chris. Well, yeah. But the trading thing, I get that. Like, I took the risk to get here. 10% of all trading indefinitely. Yeah. That's that's a that's a gamble I'd take. I think he also might actually want 10% from Asia's too. But nonetheless, he's saying they'll get anything, rich because Asia will be a huge yeah, trading hub. Anything on my route. Yeah. I get 10% of. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's a fucking good deal. Uh, it could be, right? If, if, he, if the Kraken if does doesn't it, kill you. The problem is most people who went out west would not come back. Or they would come back and they said they didn't find anything because they only went for so long. And they're like, there's nothing out there. I would back. imagine, dude. I bet there were dudes out there for just weeks. Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. It just, just blew. So it, since he'd already been living in Portugal for almost a decade now, his wife's you know, passed. He's now widowed, has a son he has to take care of doesn't have a whole lot of money. His thought is to go pitch to, why not, the king of Portugal. Let's see if he thinks it's a good idea and we'll fund this, and then he can have all the riches from Asia. You like silks? Yeah. So he goes to John II, who is the king of Portugal, and the king just rejects him. He's like, no, you're asking for way too much, in my opinion, <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to give you the money to go on that voyage because it seems like it's a fool's errand. It's I think he'll just go out there and die. Yep. So he just says, nah. He's like, you think I haven't seen this before? Yeah. So the king, um, along with his advisors, were not convinced at all, obviously. They, they didn't even think you could get to Asia by sailing west. They were like, I don't know if it's Asia. I don't know what it is. But either way, that we're not giving you the money. So Chris then decides, all right, I'll go pitch the idea to the king of Spain. So that's King Ferdinand II. All right. And at the Take time... Take him out. <laughs> <laughs> at this time, Chris is roughly about 34 years old. He takes his son over to Spain. They're so poor at this point, though, that what ends up happening is before he can go to the king of Spain, they decide to stay in a city that's kind of far away from where the king resides, but they go to a to a monastery. Oh, okay. So they, they go to a monastery, and I guess you could essentially plead that you were... Uh, Destitute or whatever. Yeah, take pretty you much. In. Yeah, you're That used to be the case, I think. Yeah. yeah. And what they would do is then, exactly, they'd take you in, they'd feed you, and they stay there for like five months while he's trying to work out his, hell? A, a new better plan to try to pitch it so that way he can make sure the king of Spain will grant him this voyage. Lazy. That's lazy. <laughs> right. So <laughs> Living with monks. <laughs> in uh, 1485, Chris seeks to speak with the king finally the king of spain he has to wait a little bit because the monarchs are actually not even there they're returning from madrid and so while he's waiting he has his his mind on all these great adventures he's gonna go it's explore gonna amazing finals, bro make so much money but he also gets some um, you know he needs some strange <laughs> so he meets another woman 
Hello. Named Beatrice in a Quez de Harana. She sounds hot. It's fine with me. Yeah, Beatrice. Yeah. That's who uh, Dante was obsessed with. Yeah. Probably a very desirable person. So he ends up having another kid with her. While I guess his first son is still at the monastery. Just go, Diego, go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he has a second son. He names him Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Which is the king's name of Spain. So I'm. So he brings the kid and be like, I need my son up to you, right? Huh? huh? Clearly, I like you. Yeah. Clearly. Go, hey. oh, honorable. Look, see how honorable you are? I need oh. my son up to you. Now, please give me and my semen all of your money to find the weird eyes. They're like, whoa, that's not PC. And he's like, I know. Can I go now, though, with your money? <laughs> no, so what ends up happening is he finally gets an audience before the king and queen of Spain. When he goes in there, he pitches his idea, and the king's advisors decide that before they want to grant any request of, of Chris's, they want to know how accurate his information is. They want to go study I mean, all the things that he said he went and studied, as well as other things to be like, is this even accurate? Like, should we be spending this much money to send this guy over here when we don't really know? If it's a serious investment. Like, he, he cited some good sources, but let's go the check The source ourselves. is his brother. Well, they also did some other articles and other uh, yeah. explorers and stuff, but it's still not really great because they don't know everything. They don't, they yeah. They haven't gone that far yet, right? Well, so. they think Asia's west. They've yeah. forgotten a whole other continent and ocean. Like, yeah. They just don't know about so basically, they spend years not responding to him. It's like, now nah, we're still researching that. Like five years go by. Hell? So Chris decides to try to go back to Lisbon to reopen negotiations with the King of Portugal again, and still not interested. The King of Portugal is like, nah, still no. Like, like I said before, it sounds like a, a dumb idea. You'll die out there. I'm not going to spend a bunch of money for you to go die. He's probably done it before. They they probably funded people to try and do that shit, and they just die yeah, or come back. Pretty much. Nothing happened. Most people would just go out and either not return or be like, we went out there for weeks and uh, there's nothing out there. We're coming back. Like, Bro, it's just like fucking water everywhere. So five years after Chris originally pitched his idea to Spain, they finally actually respond and they reject him. So they took five years to look into it and they were like, nah. That's fair, man. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a long distance and they're like, nah, we don't trust you. Um, they actually let the final decision come down. The advisors of the king and queen of Spain let the final decision come down to the king and queen. They're like, yeah, you guys decide. This is what we think. We think it's stupid. We think no. The king didn't really like Chris that much. And he was like, yeah, I'm good with what my advisors say. I don't really like him. The guy's an asshole. No, thanks. The queen, however, they actually kind of bonded queen, the queen of Spain and Chris. Isabella was her name, by the way. Yeah. Queen Isabella. And it's quite, quite nice ring to it. Queen Isabella. Yeah. I mean, they were kind of friendly with each other, and she liked him and his ideas, but with everybody pretty much against the idea, she couldn't really pull the strings to make it work. But mm. she does tell Chris something important. She says, Chris, look, I know you got rejected. Come back soon because, and repitch. Try try repitching again in the future because I think it will work better. Next time you'll have a better audience, you'll have a better chance. And Chris doesn't really understand why. Like it took five think. years last time. Yeah, and he's kind of obviously like, yeah, whatever. So he's going to leave. The reason why Queen Isabella was saying this is because at the time Spain was at war mm. and it was coming to a head. So she knew that there was going to be more money to play with and they uh. weren't going to have as much on their hands as a war. So she's like, just come back in a little bit later. And I think we can make it work. Maybe. I mean, good for her because she's, she's into the idea. Yeah. She's like, it's a little risky. Hit me up later. It gets to the point though, while Chris is heading back after being rejected, 
that the war actually does end. They they overthrow their enemies, they take over, and they're like, all right, it's all done. She actually ends up sending one of her royal servants to go chase down Chris. Oh, cool. So she's fucking way into the idea. Yeah, and so they do. They find Chris as he's been like, I don't know, riding on a donkey on his way back. Puttering around. Yeah, back to his first son. Put dope, put dope, put dope, put dope. And they're like, hey, come back. Queen wants to talk to you. So he turns hey, back around. Seaman, <laughs> she wants to talk to you. He comes back and they grant it. They're like, all right, we'll fund you. We'll give you the support, the things you need. And it's crazy. Just flip. Yep. Head on out to your voyage and let us know what you find. Bring back hopefully good news and a, a new route to Asia. <laughs> don't die <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, don't die with my money. <laughs> bring At least bring that back. Yeah. Good for Isabella for giving, you know. Yeah, she had some sort of... It's a huge risk. ...hope there that was he was correct. So after years of trying to get his voyage approved and to get the funding and everything, Chris spends only about 10 weeks to gather up three ships. Which oh, he's be, fucking ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he gets the three ships, which is the Pinta, the Nina, and the Santa Maria, which you might have heard before because they're pretty famous ships. Uh, ele- elementary school. Yep, same here. The rings a bell. In 1492, the... Pinta yeah, sailed the ocean blue. Sailed the... So he gets all the supplies, all of his men. Um, I think he gets about 90 men, and he splits them up amongst the three ships. They leave Spain. They make their way out to the Canary Islands, which has already been discovered. This isn't anything. Which no. islands? The Canary Islands. Where are they? They're just west of Africa. So like right on the coast of the west side of Africa, there's Kay. some islands over there. And they stop there to resupply, get everything they need to get going. And they're going to start to head out to the Green Sea of Darkness. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's what they actually called it back then, apparently, was this, the void was the Green Sea of Darkness. Hell yeah, man. scary. Yeah, because, yeah, with the, with, the, with the bend of the earth, yeah. all you see is ocean. You're like, I, it could go on forever. I have no idea. Yeah. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Hopefully, the Nina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria are ready for the unknown. Yeah. So the ships start off strong with good winds for about three weeks. So it's pretty good sailing to start off. Yeah. Um, however, the winds do eventually die down and it becomes very slow and they're just kind of floating westward. Can't pick, no motors, you can't pick that shit. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. And this is a trip that you have to kind of realize sailors at this time would be able to get to land usually within weeks of wherever they were going, right? They they didn't ever go this far out to just empty ocean. Up to this point, yeah, sure, yeah. So they uh, always there was always land east, always. Yeah. Just right there. So after three weeks of first the fast sailing, they then go to weeks passing of basically not seeing any land, going slow, and it starts to become increasingly scary. <laughs> the crew becomes agitated and afraid. The abyss. And it starts to seep in. If you stare at the abyss long enough, it will stare back. Yeah. I see it as, uh, you know, our montage song. Ha, wait. <laughs> but then the batteries on your Walkman die. So, oh. so it's, ha, and then it's just silence and no wind. And you're like, just Jeff breathing too heavy in your ear. <sighs> Jeff. Jeff, I swear to God. Jeff, two feet. Jeff. Huh? Oh, sorry. Two feet. It's 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 pretty desolate I, out I, here. I know. I know. We've had this conversation 18 times today. Two feet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Oh, God. <laughs> and the crew is starting to get... Anyone have batteries? <laughs> oh. Crew's... Jeff, seriously. Seriously. You want to have some sex? <sighs> I think that would be a good stress relief right now. That's Yeah, that's fine. Good. Just hold your fucking breath. Now, hold. Hold. All right. Breathe through your nose like a regular fucking person. <laughs> I don't think there's anything more of a turnoff than just you as a person, Jeff. You, you say some of the most hurtful things. You're just saying this because it's it's the sea, man. You just got cabin fever. I'm just uh, I'm out of batteries. <sighs> Two feet. <laughs> Jeff Mother got, of God. Jeff got thrown overboard. <laughs> it's only 89 men. We don't. Nobody knows anything about Jeff. <laughs> just, oh yeah, take another deep breath now. <laughs> Throw him overboard. <laughs> Deep breaths. <laughs> All right, so into the abyss. Here we go. Yeah, uh, the crew, besides getting uh, homesick and afraid, that they're starting to talk about all the mythical things that they have heard before, like monsters and stuff. So it's not going super great. Which is funny that their fear is monsters. What actually happens is nothing. Yeah, the desolation of boredom. It's worse than monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of weird. So the men of the aboard the Santa Maria are actually getting close to mutiny. It's getting that bad. Shit. Because they want to go back. They're afraid. There's nothing out there. They don't see any land in any direction. They've been sailing for weeks and weeks. And they're like, all right, uh, it's time to turn back home. And Chris obviously doesn't want to. He thinks he's going to eventually run into it. And he's now realized that, okay, I thought I was going to hit Asia by now. And I haven't. But. It's got to be just a little bit so, further. Yeah, give me another couple days. And that's exactly what he said. That's funny you say that. He actually ends up asking the crew. He's like, look, let's sell for three more days. If we don't see any land at all, I'll agree to turn back. Does that sound pretty good? And everybody is like, okay, three more days. All right, buddy. Three more days. I do like that his faith is science-based. That's a rare occurrence. And yeah. he's like, no, I know the earth is round. We just need to wait it out. We just need to, yeah. It's a little bit bigger than I thought. We just got to go a little bit further. Fuck me or whatever. Three days. And he's so desperate that to find land that he tells his crew, he says, look, the first person to spot land and to announce it, I will give them a yearly pension of a thousand meravillas, <laughs> which is, I guess, the currency at the time that they used in Spain. Because, uh, and he says he'll give it to them every year for the rest of their life. Is that an official statement? Well, it's funny you say that. Because, yeah, I, I see him, like, lounging on the stairs, like, oh, God, the first dude to seize land, dude, I'll I'll give you a million dollars yeah. every year for your life. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what he's saying. But it's funny because two days later, the ship spots land in the distance. And it's <laughs> it's shouted out by a guy who never gets paid. No, As a matter of fact, of what ends up happening is after they spot land, Chris comes to them all and goes, no, 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 you don't understand. I saw this last night. I saw land earlier. So I get the money for for Jesus every year. You couldn't have at least just admitted you were kidding. You fuck face. <laughs> no, he didn't, he didn't pay the guy who actually spotted him. Oh, I would punch him right in the throat. But they've spotted land. This That's is a good huge news. Deal. They're like, Woo! oh, God. Thank God. It's not just nothing. Let's spill our semen all over it. Yeah. Um, so the land that they spot, uh, what they found was they, they reached the Bahamas. So they're just like a little bit south of Florida, north of Cuba. Ooh, lovely tropical place I hear, yeah, according of... to my Google searches. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> lots of islands um, in the area. 
and they land at one of the islands in which he names San Salvador Island, which is the Holy Savior, is what that translates yeah, to. Yeah, okay. Took about 10 weeks uh, total from the time they left to get to here. So they... Fuck. And if you look on the map, it's not like straight across the board. Spain's kind of on the northern side, and then the Bahamas are kind of on the southern side. So he kind of comes down to the southern west, you know, southwestern. Kind of wobbly a little bit. Kind of, yeah, angle. Wow, so that's two and a half months? Yeah. Yeah, I'd go nuts. Yeah. Nobody really was on ships that long, so this was insane. I would duct tape Jeff's mouth closed and just, like, tie him down, and then we would all just go to town on him. Does he still have his nose? Yeah, he can still breathe with his nose. It's still loud. <sighs> still. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Just, just one guy. It's funny because I like to think that everybody else on the ship doesn't even hear it. It's just this one guy's realizing it, he's just constantly like, shaking. So if you like pan around, everybody's just sitting there like, yeah, this just is playing great cards, land. hanging out. And there's one guy who's clearly breathing very loud and only one person noticing it. It's just their, their pet peeve. Did you? Didn't <clears throat> anyone else hear that? Huh? Just, just me? Just me. It just shows in the background just beating Jeff. Just punch him in the face. I'm going to cut your fucking nose off. <laughs> oh, God. That's just what he does to pass the time. <laughs> so the island that they reach is actually already populated with people. It's populated by the Arawak Indians, which is funny because they're, they they call them the Indians. Right. Yeah. Right. And we, yeah, and we, we talked still... about that. I think everybody's talked about that. What a fucked up thing that happened. Yep. Hey, it's fair that he's like, great, India, Indians, great. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're a different thing. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. The Arawaks were friendly people. Um, matter of fact, some of them even came out to the shore and started swimming towards their ships when they were first coming in. To, really? like, go greet them. They weren't fucking freaked out. Apparently not. At least not to enough to, like, go and hide. They met with them. They tried to communicate, obviously, share things. They were friendly. I'm very suspicious of Weird, this. Weird, right? Yeah, because if you've never seen a boat before, or at least a boat of that size, right? Yeah. I'm assuming they fish or whatever. You're right, yeah. But a boat of that size, dudes of a skin color you've never seen, and you're like, hugs! Yeah. What the fuck is that? Uh, there might have been obviously some that were scared or maybe uh, standoffish, but at least to the point when they seemed like they, the other side was also friendly, they were like, okay, like, want some food? What do you got? Let's trade some cool stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like, I'll give you some shit. You give me some of your cool shit. Yeah. Awesome. What, what's this interesting stuff? I haven't even seen this before. Give it to me. Sweet. Who's that guy you have tied down? You're all butt fucking. <laughs> Can we jump in on that? That's Jeff. I hate his face right now. <laughs> I don't even know. I hate his face. Let me There's jump in. one arrow whacking and he's also tied down. You can just hear him. <sighs> yeah, we have a Jeff too. We know what you, yeah, we know that. Mm -hmm. So just for fun and for kinks, you want to switch Jeffs for the day? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll beat up your Jeff. You beat up ours. <laughs> I still hate you. I, st I don't know you. I still hate you. <laughs> switch Jeff. It's weird that, you, that your guys' name is Jeff because ours' name is... Fetch, which is Jeff backwards, so weird, huh? Huh. It's like we're on the opposite side of the world. Cool. <laughs> we're best friends, but fucking our guy. <laughs> Make sure to give Fetch a real a real good punch. Fuck that guy. <laughs> when he's not expecting it, back of the head. Pop. <laughs> Mouth breathe this, one fuck. <laughs> at one point, Jeff and Fetch are getting cross paths at their trading. They both just look at each other like... <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's just like, 
Yeah, they're uncomfortable. <laughs> no lube. At least when I was getting beat up, it was by people I knew. This is scary. Yeah, it's a stranger butt sex. <laughs> Welcome to the new world. <laughs> new world of your asshole. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> Chris noticed that the Arawak natives uh, did not have any iron-based weapons. And that they also seem to be carrying around little small bits of gold jewelry in their ears. Oh, shit. And this gets Chris extremely excited. He's like, gold. They must have gold uh, elsewhere. Where do they get this gold? Interesting. So Chris is determined to find the source. And he talks to the Arawaks by first being friendly, then lures them towards his ships and into his ships and kidnaps them and imprisons them. Yeah. And they... Basically, tries to explain that you take me to this gold that's in your ear. This. Yeah, take me to more, more or this. I kill your family. Yeah. He seems like the kind of guy at the door of the ship jingling, jingling his keys. Because oh, he's like, no. this is how I track them. Hey, shiny, shiny, come look. And they are human beings like, what is this jackass like doing? doing? And this, no, I think he wants us to follow him, I guess. They're just curious. They're like, okay, what's the deal? And he's like, shiny. Yeah, shiny. Yeah, they're like, yeah, and then we he get it. Okay. handcuffs them. He's like, this, more this. Pretty much, exactly. Dickhead. Yeah. So he, he demands that they show him where they got the gold. Now, maybe due to communication issues or just really there's no gold, so they're not really able to find any more. They search around for a little bit, but they don't find any more gold. They don't see any more on the island. I, I don't know. There's only really a small amount. The uh, it's the all earrings. Yeah, the natives who were finding it, they, they were getting small bits of it. There wasn't like a cache of gold anywhere around that they were like mining. So yeah. you had to wait for Cortez for that shit. Yeah, so he's unable unable to find gold and decides to continue sailing on south towards Cuba, and he lands on Cuba, what modern day Cuba is, anyways. And next to Cuba, there's a country. There's actually two countries in one island. But one of them is known as Hispaniola. I, I wrote down Hispaniola. Yeah. So he goes to these little islands. He's kind of hitting up different spots, meeting some of the locals, kind of doing a little bit of the same thing. Like, hey, you guys got gold? Where is it at? One of the tribe like chiefs comes out and hands Chris like a gold mask. Like, you're into this shit. Here you go. Well, I, I'm not sure if he was giving it to him or if he was just like, check out what I got. Look at this. Want to trade? <laughs> And so it's enough to make a mask out of it. So Chris is like, fuck, there's got to be gold here. Look how much they were able to put together to make a mask of it. Like, they have a reserve of some kind. They're mining or something. Yeah. So Chris becomes very excited, nonetheless, with um, the probability of there being a whole bunch of gold. And he can bring it back to Spain and be like, check out what I got. And I found the new world or whatever. (laughs) Ha ha. I'm seeing, like, cartoon, like, dollar signs in his eyes. Yeah, pretty much. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And so Chris ends up putting a fort on this uh, island for his men. And after his fort's built, he leaves 39 men there at the island and gives them strict orders, find the gold. Keep talking to the natives, get the gold. It's important, obviously. Mm-hmm. We need to take some shit back. But I need to go back to Spain to go tell everybody about my findings and to start making trade routes here. Fair. There's no post office or whatever Yeah, across the Atlantic. And it's funny because I think at this point, one of the ships actually crashes and sinks. That's also one of the reasons why he's going to leave men there. One of the three ships did? Yeah. I never heard that. Yeah, the it's the Santa... Santa Maria? Yeah. So that one crashes. Matter of fact, he put a young kid in charge who was not really 
skilled, <laughs> but they're like, eh, you're in the area, like, you're on the coast, like, I'll keep oh, an I, eye on you. That kid had a great afternoon. And that kid crashed into a reef. He's like, just driving this ship like <laughs> like a 15-year-old, like, <laughs> Hey, up. ladies. Mm. Just turn up the radio, like, <laughs> driving the hey, bring ship. bring Fedge up here. Bring Fedge up here. Yeah, I'm going to fuck him while I'm, while I'm, while I'm steering. <laughs> oh, dude, if we timed the steering wheel, that'll be awesome. And I'm going to blast Pitbull on my radio. And then they crash into a Hey, fucking... ladies. <laughs> yeah. I was never here. <laughs> so it couldn't it couldn't sell anymore. So that's another reason why he left 39 men at the fort. So find gold, and also I can't bring you back. Also, you're fucked. You live here now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not leaving you here. You live here now. And he also brings some of the natives as essentially as slaves to go back with him. So that's also another reason why I can't bring on the 39, because he was like, maybe I can bring back some of these people to sell. So, like you were saying, the Arawaks are like, nice. Yeah. And he was like, hey, come here. Put these chains on your arms. Get get in the get in the back. Yeah. That sucks. A lot of them actually die on the way back to Spain because of exposure, because they probably didn't take care of these people. Well, and they've never, I mean, they've always lived on these nice, sunny islands. Yeah. You can't take them to the cold Atlantic and expect shit to go well. They probably don't have fucking clothes. Yeah. Because their life is like paradise up to that point. Yeah, or live in the Bahamas. <laughs> Seriously. And then they're, yeah. You eat fish and coconut and shit all day, you don't need to wear a shirt, and then they put you in the cold Atlantic. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? Yeah. So a lot of them do die uh, on the way back. When he gets Terrible. back to Spain, he meets with the king and queen, again, of Spain, and he tells them a bunch of lies. He tells them, like, all these kinds of stories. <laughs> of his, He exaggerates everything. He's like, we killed a kraken <laughs> and, and a bunch of mer people. I fucked a bunch of mermaids, and then we killed them. Yeah. For, in, for, your, for you. Ron. And he especially lies about things that he knows they would be interested in. He's like... Look, I couldn't bring all the gold back, but there's rivers flowing with gold. All right, buddy. He's like, I found new land that no one's ever discovered, new islands. There's a bunch of gold. Also, all the slaves you want, I can bring them back. And they're like, oh, that sounds really nice. Gold and slaves? Perfect. He's like, all you got to do is fund me to go back, and I'll go get some of that and bring it back. So sure. Fund me another voyage. You got another 10 weeks? And they're, of course, all glassy-eyed, like, whoo, this is perfect. This is all we need. I mean... He didn't hit Asia, so they're like, oh, this is like an untapped resource with a bunch of dumb brown people. Yeah. This is amazing. It's pretty much what he's selling to them. <laughs> and they buy it, of course. Oh, God. Which is weird. So, like, you didn't decide to bring any of the gold back? There's rivers of it. You weren't going to bring even just, like, a small handful something? No? Okay. No. <laughs> you j just trust me. It's awesome. One of our ships got crashed by Kraken, so... That had all the gold on it. I don't know. Yeah, we've killed 13 <laughs> Krakens in the 14th. Uh, he got us. Yeah. He got us. Oh, he also promises new spices that they've never seen or tasted before, all that stuff. So, yeah, he promises the queen all this stuff. Um, they give him the financial means to go back. And he's still saying, like, yeah, I'm close to Asia. Like, I just need to go a little bit further. Like, we found these islands, but... I mean, I guess it's not unfair to think that you hit some super east... Asian islands, yeah. and that you're like, China, any minute now. <laughs> yeah. Any minute now. Yeah, pretty I'm much. I'm any minute. But this time, they fund him a lot more. They give him 17 ships. Fuck. Yeah, so he went from three to 17, and they give him over 1,200 men. It's because he brought back the, the native Jeff. 
Yeah. They're like, this asshole is ready to go. Fedge. Yeah. Get me more fedge. <laughs> yeah, want to make some budge fedge? <laughs> He's like, uh-uh. I don't. Breathing heavily. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Yeah, I didn't ask. <laughs> that was rhetorical. Where's the gold? Is it in your asshole? I'm going to find it. <laughs> With my penis. I'm going I'm to dig it out. <laughs> oh my God. So <laughs> I'm hooked. So the first voyage was to reach Asia. But now the second voyage is to go get all the golden slaves. So they don't even really care of reaching Asia still because they've got this rivers of gold supposedly. And I don't shit. So they don't even mind if they don't. I don't think they give a fuck what he hit. Yeah. Yeah. Give me more of these people and their and their and their resources. So that's what he does. He promises golden slaves and sets off with his giant fleet of ships. How many ships? Ten. No, he's seventeen. So, fuck. Yeah, he's got a lot of ships. They travel back to the same islands, rage battle against the natives. Now they're just kind of full on being like, we control you guys. Yeah. Find us gold. They take more prisoners. They don't find any gold. There's not really any gold over there. So. It's somewhere more inland somewhere, I believe. Yeah, further west. Somewhere in there. And, uh, but yeah, so they're basically just wreaking havoc on these natives and they're not getting the things that they're looking for. So they're just basically killing people. And they do. They kill a lot of people. Chris hasn't found any gold the entire time, so he decides that what he's going to do is bring back just massive amounts of slaves. He's like, if I can't bring back gold, I'll bring back a bunch of slaves that's worth money. We need some resources. Yeah, he's like, I got to come back on one of my promises. Otherwise, they're not going to let me keep coming back. So they gather up 1,500 Arawak men, women, and children. And because they don't have enough to be able to bring all of them back, when they gather all these guys up, they pick what they think is the 500 best specimens. Sure. They're like, these are the strong ones, or these are the ones that will make great slaves. Yeah, terrible. And they bring them onto their ships, the 500 of these Arawak natives. I almost said Indians. Yeah, I'm assuming 19 to 25-year-old men. Yeah, probably. And then some good-looking chicks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sadly, even though they bring in back 500 of them, only 200 of them make it back. Oh, I'm sorry. 200 of them die. Only 300 make it back. <sighs> so 200 die just on the way back in the 10-week span it takes to get back. Like, I guess these guys just suck. Yeah. Let's just throw them overboard. Um, but this still isn't good enough because Chris promised rivers of gold, right? He promised a whole lot more. And he brings 300 sickly people and they're like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Pre- pretty cool. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. So what he does is he tells some of his men to go into some of the other islands, like Haiti. And here, Chris orders, before he leaves, he orders all of the natives that are over the age of 14 to start collecting a minimum quota of gold every three months is what Mm. they have to do. Mm. He's trying to set up this process, like, I'll go there, I'll come back, I'll go back and forth between Spain and the islands, and these guys will find gold for me, and then I can take it back, and now I'm bringing back something. That was his plan, yeah, set up a trade route, but it's not trading. Right. Yeah. And what he tells them is if they meet their quota, he'll give them a nice, beautiful copper necklace to wear. Oh. Which also symbolizes that they met their quota, because if they're not wearing a necklace when he comes back, they'll chop those people's hands off. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So it gives them incentive to try to go find gold, apparently. You don't deserve hands. Yeah, we cut Jeff's hands off weeks ago. Yeah, he didn't find any gold. No, we dug deep in him. <laughs> deep. So that's what they're doing is, yeah, they're they're chopping people's hands off and shit. It's fucking mm. weird. I don't know how you bring yourself to that kind of brutality. 
And again, there's really not any gold here. So even when the natives are trying to go find this gold for them, they're not able to really come Which, up with the amount that it's being asked of. It's so funny that these natives got that gold by trading with inland people. And Chris didn't just think, oh, I'll just trade further. with the inland people. Yeah. Instead, he's like, go find it or I cut your arms off. And it gets to the point, I mean, in the two-year period of him going back and forth on these two voyages, he cuts the Arawak population in half. Ugh. 125,000 people are, are murdered during this time frame. Jesus, like, It's man. a lot. Like, they're just, oh, you're not going to help us? Oh, you don't understand us? Kill that guy. Hey, do you understand us? Gold? This thing? Go find it. Gold. Okay. And then you come back and you don't find any gold? We kill you. But then even we when they did understand, off. like, we don't have that. He's like, like, mask. I saw the mask of gold. Get it. Yeah, pretty much. He also declares himself as the governor of the islands already. Um, he's basically like, yeah, I'm in charge of everything. He's telling his own man, building up kind of a, a very basic government structure. And it's not going super well. A lot of Chris's men are actually getting sick themselves, along with they're bringing in diseases to the natives. Yeah. And that wipes out a bunch of them alone. But uh, Chris's men are getting sick while they're out there. A lot of them are also ex-convicts, <laughs> sailors, because... Pirates. Yeah, that's how you need to get people to go on these it's, kind of voyages. It's like, the kind of people who have 10 weeks to kill. I was about to say, like... <laughs> Not regular folks. You can spend the rest of... You know, you can spend two years in jail, or maybe you go on this voyage that's dangerous and you might not come back from. What do you want? And they're like, oh, I don't want to be in jail for two years or whatever. Okay, we'll go do that thing. Sweet. And then if we get there, I'll just cut some people's hands off. Yeah. This is fucking awesome. So they're already violent people sometimes on, on board or at the islands now. Yeah, these aren't these aren't the best folk. And the way they entertain themselves besides killing people is also raping the women. So that's what they're also doing. What's more entertaining than that? Yep. So they're yeah. destroying yeah. the people on these islands. There's a book by Jared Diamond called Guns, Germs, and Steel. What's that? That's essentially the synopsis of why Europe was able to control the world via guns, germs, and steel. Yeah. Uh, more often accidentally. Yeah. And the germs we brought over collapsed their society. The steel we brought over they couldn't fight against. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Pretty much. It's just circumstantial and kind of a bummer. Yeah. And it, it is what it is. Yeah. We're just monkeys fighting each other. Yeah. Let's just rape each We're other. pieces of the ground. According to Maynard, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. In October of 1945, a royal inspector actually arrives in uh, Hispanola. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really, it's just called Rape Land. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is Rape Land. Because uh, rumors had actually traveled back from previous voyages of the people that were there who had gone and talked to people in Spain about what they actually saw. No rivers of gold. Um, that basically a lot of stuff that Chris was saying were lies. So it gets back to the king and queen of Spain, and they decide, you know what, let's send out some more ships. They're kind of already starting to kind of do that anyways, besides sending out um, Chris with his ships. They're starting to be like, yeah, let's do some more exploration. Well, they know there's gold somewhere. Yeah. Well, so the king and queen are like, let's send one of our people to go see if what is these rumors are true, if Chris is lying to us. So they do. They send out a, a, a royal servant to see if Chris is full of shit. And it's funny because the guy gets there and he, he confirms that Chris is lying. He's like, yep, don't see any gold. Definitely don't see rivers of gold, but even the gold that's around is minuscule. It's tiny. And uh, things aren't looking particularly great in general because, as I was saying before, Chris made himself governor of the islands and they were just basically killing natives. And even though the royal family probably doesn't really care about that, they're like, 
I mean, you're not doing much here. You're getting slaves back for us. Awesome. Thanks. But you're just kind of murdering people out here and then bringing slaves back. There's rape, no rape, gold. Rape, 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 rape. Rape, where's the gold? So the inspector tells Chris, uh, I guess under the authority of, of the king and queen, like, if you go there and you find out that Chris was lying, bring him back to us. We want to talk to him. So that's exactly what the inspector does. We got a feeling about this guy. He's like, all right, Chris, we're going back. You're going to go have an audience before the king and queen. And he sent Jeff. And he was like, yeah, I'm Christopher Columbus. <laughs> no, you're not. Huh? <sighs> yeah, no, I, I am. Yeah, you pay me a lot to say that. So Chris is now like 45 years old at this time. And he sets uh, sail on the Nina back to arrive to go meet with the king and queen, as was asked. When he speaks with the king and queen, he's still not able to convince them that there is really a lot of gold. But what he does able to do is say that he has definitely discovered the passage to Asia, even though he hasn't. So he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get the gold. That's because there's still a lot there. It's just that I started exploring further instead of grabbing gold to come back. I found Asia. So there's a win. And he just continues lying to them about other things. He believes that there's... He's just desperate now. Uh, he's like, I, I believe there's a new continent that has been undiscovered that is just south of where I was at, which technically is true. I mean, it's South America, but it's not undiscovered, right? There's people there. But uh, he hasn't actually know for sure. He's just kind of made some guesses. He thinks, probably. Yeah. He's like, well, there's some yeah. islands there. There's got to be some more land. You know what's cool? Full of gold. Yeah. Rivers and, of it, I bet. And that's what he's kind of telling me. He's like, if it's a new land, if it's uninhabited, think of all the riches we're going to have. So I've, I've got Asia now. Asia's good, even though it's not. And I've got these islands for slaves. And then we've got this new land that we can go check out. You interested? And it fucking works. The king and queen are like, whoa, new land. We, shit. We just believe everything you say for some reason over and over. Why would China not be overflowing in gold then? I know, right? Guys. So the king, the king and queen tell him that he can go on another voyage. So it's like his third voyage here. And this time he needs to take colonists with him, though, rather than soldiers. Because the soldiers were just killing everybody over in the islands. They knew that was true now because of their royal servant who went and checked it out. It's like, whoa. Yeah. You guys are just decimating everything. So Come rape. Come on. Even more than decimating because hey. it's half. Hey, assessment guy. Check out all this. Let's rape. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, let's get some settlers down there. So they get like, we want like 30 women, 50 farmers, 20 merchants, 10 gardeners, and some sailors. And a 7-Eleven. And a Walmart. Let's get this this going. Yeah. So the fleet would consist of six ships, and Chris split these two, or split these ships into two factions. So each faction had three ships on their own. One was to go back to Hispanolia to basically go settle there and to go check on his men while the other three ships that he was a part of were to go travel back and go explore this new possible continent that he spoke of full of gold yeah and to you know put some settlers down throughout this voyage chris doesn't have a good time he begins (laughs) suffering from a, a severe pain due to gout so his eyes aching so he's a fat ass i guess uh, I'm not sure if he's super overweight, but gout, I think you can get either way, being skinny or not. Either I way. Don't, I don't I don't want to judge anybody that has gout. I just want Chris to be uncomfortable and fat. Yeah. And ugly a little bit. I'm sure he was ugly. Just sitting in a chair like, <clears throat> So besides being in severe pain from the gout, he's also running a fever during the journey. Whoops. Yeah, so he's getting sick himself. I imagine, I mean, yeah, you bring over 
uh, sickness when you go to new areas, you probably also gain some of theirs as they, well. They had some too that we weren't ready for. Yeah, so I think that's what's happening to him. Um, and they spot new land that they hadn't been to before in 1498. Uh, this three-ship fleet. El Dorado! Yeah. They hit an island just right outside of ben, uh, Venezuela. It's actually like so close that if you hit Venezuela, like I think you can see Venezuela from this island. Hmm. They're really close. So he can see that there's much more land, but they land on this island first. And they check it out for a couple of weeks. They're like, oh, cool. Um, we found the new continent. It's just over there. We can see it. Yeah. And they might have gone actually a little bit further inland. We're not sure exactly. If he did, he didn't stay long. He's like, cool. Let's continue on by boat around the coastline and see how big this place is. Sure. So they get back on their ship and they start sailing. While Chris was gone, many of his men died of starvation that were over in Hispanola, you know, where the other three ships went to go. <laughs> you could ask the fucking locals how they live forever, you dipshits. Yeah. And they're in, currently in a rebellion. <laughs> so they're, they're so dumb. They're pissed off. They're also sick. They don't want to be stranded there anymore. They want to go back home or whatever. So they're in rebellion. I oh, I didn't mention this before, but Chris's brother is now over in Hispanolia, oh. who is basically governing there while he's gone. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're rebelling against him. Chris's brother is? Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't it doesn't sound like the management is running things well. No. 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 And his mm-hmm. brother's name is uh, Bartholomew. Hey, all right. Eat my shorts, Chris. Yeah. And so when Columbus goes and explores a little bit more kind of around the coast of South America, he heads back up to Hispanolia and sees that this rebellion's like, eh, it's getting uh, pretty bad. We cut their hands off and they're mad. So he doesn't know what to do. And so he just ends up doing what he normally does. He lies. He goes back to the rebellion. He's like, look, 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 hold on. Let's have peace. Look, if you guys all come down, I'll give you whatever you want. Honestly, you can have, you want to govern this island? You guys can now start governing this island. When we find gold, you can have all this bunch of gold that we're going to end up finding. And you can have all these slaves. You can have people, you can have land here or wherever we find new land. He just starts promising everything he can to get them to calm down. And it works. I guess it's a desperate situation. Yeah. But still. He tells them, like, if you want to stay, you have land here. If you want to go home, you can go home next time we're going back. No big deal. All right, just hey, I'm cool, Chris. Hey, what's up? Turn the chair around backwards, sit down. Hey, guys. Turns his hat backwards. Listen. Man, this has been tough, huh? (laughs) This has so been tough. You know what I say when things are tough? I say, let's get dope. Yeah. All right, if you guys all calm down, I'll give you Jeff back. G-Unit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want. To quell the society, I give you Jeff. Yeah. It's time for rape lines. Rape lines. Yeah, everyone lines up for like Jeff. A train. Yep. Choo-choo train. Running a choo-choo on Jeff. But Jeff, I feel like he's also not only a, a mouth breather, but he's like, he, he kind of messes up the hump rhythm. He's like too hard, like on the backbeat. But Jeff is and always off. like, God damn it, Jeff, hold hold still, Jeff. Feel the rhythm that <laughs> I... Backwards. Ugh. No, it's it's like a metronome, Jeff. You just count it out in your head. You, oh, you stupid <laughs> ass... <laughs> Start punching the back of the head, you fucker! God damn it! <sighs> My whole life, it's been like this. This is the best position I've ever had. You're terrible! You're terrible at being raped. So he promises all these things. A lot of it's pretty silly because most of them just want to go home. They don't want to be 
in government positions there. I but, mean, it's no fun anymore, it sounds like. Yeah, it at least calms them down, though. They're like, cool, we can go home, good. So they stop, it stops the rebellion. News has already made it back to the king and queen, by the way, about the rebellion, because before even Chris got there, there were people going back and forth, and they're like, yeah, it's getting pretty crazy out there. Uh, it's getting bad, dude. Yeah. It's getting really bad. <laughs> so the king sends down a knight and a servant of the crown Ooh. named Francisco. Sounds knight, knightly. Is yeah. he the knight? He is. He's a knight. All right. And he goes to Hispaniola, and they sort out, to go sort out the mess. Um, to sort out yeah. the mess with his his broadsword. Yeah. There's he's a knight. Long, girthy broadsword. Oh, it's so strong. Which is funny, because he comes just in time to find out that after the rebellion had calmed down, <laughs> Chris and his men that were loyal to him... We're planning on just doing a mass execution to all the rebels. <laughs> We're done with this. <laughs> like, oh, you guys want to rebel? Calm down. Let's have peace. Cool, cool, cool. And attack! Cool, cool. Maybe just sit down. Sit, sit down. Shoot him! And so the knight finds out about this. I'm not sure if it's because Chris told him. It was like, look, these guys are rebelling. We got them to calm down. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to cut all their heads off. Either way, the knight finds out Francisco, and he puts a stop to He's like, Chris, and he grabs him and Chris's brother. And he puts him in cuffs. He's like, you guys are coming back with me. Boys, yeah. sit down. He's like, you guys are awful at this. Like, hey, when you're out seeing, like out in the sea, when you're seamen, you guys are good. You when, can do the reckless shit out there. But when you're on the land, you guys are awful at this. Jesus. Y'all did not pass AP government. Yeah. Basic governance does not require, like, cutting hands off and raping. <laughs> I know, right? And he wants to, like, that was part of his request. Like, everything I find, I get to be the governor of. And this is how he would. And that's how he governs. Yeah. And it takes a knight to go, whoa, (laughs) what the fuck? So they get put into iron shackles, put back onto a ship, and sent back to Spain. Um, At this time, though, Chris is actually pretty well known now. He's discovered this whole entire other area. He's sailed further than anybody else. So people actually know of him and consider him to already be a hero. So when he arrives back in Spain and he's in chains, the crowd of people who see him come off the ship start freaking out. They're like, Wait, what's our hero doing? Why is he Why is he chained up? Wait a minute. This isn't, this isn't right. He's a hero. Did you see all the hands he cut off? They actually don't know anything that was going on over on that side. Uh, all they're like, he's going to bring back gold. He sailed further than everybody else. Well, that's he's what he keeps so brave. Him. Yeah. So because the people are actually oh, like having a huge asshole. outcry. I love this night. I know, the, right? He's like the only adult so far. Yeah, right? He's like, you guys are idiots. Come what on, the man. hell, guys? Have you guys ever met an adult before? <laughs> it's probably your first time. Huh? <laughs> right. I'm also going to let that Jeff guy go. I don't know what you guys did to him. <laughs> Poor guy. And you see Chris like kind of turn over. He's like, at least we still got Fedge. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him. Don't tell him about yeah, Fedge. Sh- sh- don't say anything. So, yeah, because the people are outcrying so much because they're heroes in shackles, the king actually orders the release of Chris and his brother, but he says, you have to come still talk to me. Come to my my palace, my court, whatever, let's have a talk. And (laughs) Chris knows he's in big trouble, so (laughs) (laughs) he knows he's fucked up and knows that his lies are catching up with him, that... They've got eyes and ears he now. He got an email from HR. Yeah, right. And so he instantly, when he appears, he just falls to their feet, starts kissing the queen's feet and crying and sobbing. He's like, 
you have to understand. I wasn't trying to do anything wrong. Pussy. Anything that I did that was wrong was was due to ignorance, not wickedness. Please have you know pity on me. And the sovereigns do take pity on him. Fuck you. No joke. So yeah, yeah. They're like, all right. I mean, the king does recognize that there is still value, even though Chris has lied about a ton of shit, most of the things. He still is like he's a good seaman. He actually does explore stuff. He found stuff that we wouldn't even know about. Fair. And now that we have people going out there and checking on these things and seeing that there's more land, there's another continent, he's like, you know, this is all because of Chris. So, I, you know, what I need to do is put him in charge of just exploring, not taking over any kind of... No more governor shit. <laughs> yeah, don't go to any Mm-mm. places and take it over. So that's what he tells Chris. He's like, look, man, I'll let you keep exploring. You can go on a fourth voyage that I will pay for. You can't go back to Hispaniola. You cannot go back to those islands. You fucked it up. Yeah. He's like, you fucked it up. So he, he like bans him from that area. Even though that was supposed to be part of Chris's deal that like they would be his. I'm the governor. Yeah. He's all like, you, you can either not go back at all, no. or you can go be an explorer and go find a whole bunch of new cool stuff for us, but don't go I'll, back there. I'll give him that credit. The The balls it takes to go into the abyss for 10 weeks. Yeah. And I, maybe not balls is not the right, but I would say it's scary. huge ego. Yeah. And then the and to be able to command those 90 people. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty crazy. You have the personality for it. You're a dick, but you can do that. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Not not hundreds or thousands of people. <laughs> you can't govern no. No. Not no. He but, really is just a pirate. Yeah. He's great of. on the ocean. He's great at bossing people around. You don't want a pirate running a fucking place. No. 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 So in fifteen oh two, Chris is about fifty one years old. Uh and he sets out to his final voyage. <laughs> So uh, Chris's fleet reaches the West Indies in about 21 days, which is pretty quick for them. They're getting better and faster at navigating. Figuring them. it out. Yeah. F- figure out the trade winds. Yeah. And after uh, a couple more weeks of sailing, they actually reached um, Bonaca. I don't know how to say the right word. Bonaca? It's, uh, yeah, it's like, it's just east of Belize and Mexico. Belize? Belize. And Mexico. Okay. So it's kind of close to the mainland. It's an island that's just, yeah. I mean, I will always associate it with Mexico being east of that, but there's actually some other countries between Mexico and then <laughs> just because they're small. But he's, uh, yeah. So he's sort of in the, like, what is now the uh, the Mexican uh, Gulf. Gulf. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. There's... Lots of islands and shit. Yeah. And he lands on one of the bigger islands, and they actually end up having to stay there for months because the weather turns so bad they can't get off the island. It's just awful and terrible. So they're like, well, fuck, Uh, I guess we'll just kind of chill here for a while until the weather dies down, which it eventually does. And when it does, they start heading... There's typhoons and shit over there, or hurricanes. Yeah, uh, who knows? All sorts of crazy... We got hurricanes, we got the Bermuda Triangle. I wonder if there was an El Nino year any time during this while he was exploring around. I should yeah. have looked that up. We but anyways. We didn't have the farmer's almanac yet. Yeah. Or any of that shit. So they decide to go from this island. They never actually touch really any mainland. They go down south and they start going around the coast. And they start finding a bunch of gold. Lots Just on the coast? Gold. Yeah. They're finding it. You know, they'll they'll kind of dock for a little bit, like just on the coastline. And then they'll run up and down uh. and find gold. And this is kind of the gold he was hoping to find. It's not necessarily rivers, of course, but he is finding... Cha-ching, cha-ching. A lot. So they're like, awesome, we got all this gold. We're going to send this back to Spain. I'm going to redeem myself. Hell yeah. Perfect. As they start sailing back, (laughs) 
the weather gets bad again, hmm. and the ship takes on a bunch of water. So the ship is damaged. It's taken on uh, water. They can't sail any further. Uh, they basically hobble it to a, a nearby island, which is Jamaica. <laughs> and they basically are stranded in Jamaica. They actually are there for a while. Yeah, John. They're there for over a year. Just stranded? Yeah. Wow. And there's some stories that I don't know if they're true or accurate. I, I heard some of them. Uh, I mean, I could share them just because it's kind of interesting. Like, for instance, I guess the locals didn't really care to trade with them or to meet with them. They didn't like them, so they didn't, they kind of kept to themselves. But there's the story that They're that stoned Chris, as fuck. They don't care. <laughs> there's this story that Chris and his men were starving to death, and they needed to be able to talk to the locals to be able to go to some of the areas where there was food or trade with them with food. And apparently, because of Chris's studying with the stars and astronomy he knew that there was going to be a eclipse and uh. so he goes and tries to tell them like look if you don't give us food it will make our god angry we'll black out the sun and he'll per- yeah he'll present himself <laughs> to you if you don't do this on this day and time that's kind of brilliant and i don't know how he would be able to communicate all this to them with you know, the language barrier but give me sandwich <laughs> i kill sun <laughs> i kill it yeah and and, and, they and they're could, just trying to hand him a joint, like, food? <laughs> food. No, I, I'm already stoned as hell. <laughs> You've given me enough weed. Sandwich. <laughs> I kill son. So apparently, according to the story, that it may not be very accurate, they didn't give him food, but then the eclipse happened. They all got worried and ran back and gave oh, him a bunch yeah, of food and said, yeah. like, tell your God to calm down. We're super sorry. <laughs> Here's some food. His God is no shit. Yeah. Our God rarely listens. His yeah. destroys the sun over fucking Cobb salad. So I don't know if that's true or not. It, it came up in the research. I've as, heard that before, I think. Yeah. So And it sounds like an asshole move that he would do. Kind of brilliant. Clever, yeah. Very clever. Yeah. I wish I could come up with that kind of thing. Yeah. Tell my boss that. Like, give me a raise or I will block out the sun. <laughs> I will destroy it. Yeah, so they're stranded on this island for over a year on Jamaica. It's just, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Like that's they just, really they weird. They couldn't get off the island. Luckily for them, and this seems like such a far shot. When I read this, I was like, really? There are two ships that come and rescue them that are from Santo Domingo. They, they come from Santo Domingo, and they yeah. happen to be crossing by Jamaica. See that there's people, and they're like, oh, you guys need help? And then they end up picking them up and taking them back to, actually, to Hispaniola. See, that's, that's the question I have. Why... What is a year that nobody crosses paths with Jamaica? See, my thought was the opposite. Mine was like, there's nobody out there. They're going to die on that on Jamaica. Like, how else are they going to get off? Um, what are the chances of someone that... There's not a lot of ships that are like... That's true. You know, yeah, there's not like a trade route yet. And I, I don't think these guys were necessarily like, oh, there's some missing people. Let's go see if we can go find them. I think they were just, yeah, traveling around and were like, hey, look, there's people over there. They're white. Let's go pick them up. <laughs> right. They're out there with a flag like... Help! <laughs> they keep trying to convert me some reggae shit. <laughs> Should have died out there. Yeah, these two ships find them, and they are able to take them back to Hispaniola, which is not where he's allowed to be. They don't. They don't like him there. And there's already a new governor there um, from Spain that they put in charge. And the, the it's new Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. How the tables have turned. How the turntables have. Uh... So the governor knows that. He's not supposed to be there. So he's not in great health. He lets him kind of heal up and then is like, you got to get on a ship and go back to Spain or you got to get off this island. And if there's nowhere else to go, go back to Spain. We don't like you anymore. 
So he does. Um, that's exactly what happens. He he ends up getting better, gets on a ship, and heads back to Spain. And he got blazed out of his head in Jamaica, man. <laughs> he had a great time out there. Yeah. Yeah. Kingston, bitch. Now, when he gets back, when Chris gets back to Spain, he's heartbroken. He's sick. He doesn't that's feel true. good. That's true. He's failed. He had a bunch of gold that he finally fucking found, and then the ship fucking sank. So he doesn't have that gold. Poor Nina. So he decides to go back to the king and queen, and he says, look, you guys have opened up trade routes with these other places that I discovered. I want my 10%. Mm. The king and queen actually oblige. Oh, wow. And they go, yep, nope, you deserve this. And so we'll have the gold sent to you that would be yours from the trades, 10%. I'd tell him to eat shit. Yeah. I so. And you get the credit for your discoveries that you found of these islands and different things. He doesn't really get to enjoy uh, his riches that much because he is extremely sick. Just, sick from just like tropical diseases or just yeah. age? Yeah, I think age, um, traveling out on the sea for years, being stranded for a year on an yeah. island. He's just not in good shape. The pirate's life is hard. Yeah. And it just declines more. His health just gets worse. He gets bedridden. So basically like two years after he gets all this gold that he finally acquired from his 10%, <laughs> he dies. Yeah, Chris dies. <laughs> so he, what, 50 something? Yeah. So when he died, he was 54 years old. Fuck. Yeah. In 1506 is when he died. I don't know if he told anybody else about the gold that they found. I assume he did. Obviously a lot more ships are able to trade and go yeah. out. Yeah. But yeah, that that's the story of Christopher Columbus who What does he die of? Just fat, old, shitty? I think it's just poor health. And so his trade routes create what's his name? Amerigo. Yeah, Amerigo. And Cortez. All of them. Way to go. The rape route yeah. they took. Yeah, and so I mean America so it, it should be noted, he never stepped foot really on inland of the Americas. He hit a bunch of the... Yeah, not know, even South America and not yeah. North America. Not North America at all, not Central America. He got close. He got to some of the islands that were close by. And then South America, he might have stepped on inland, but if he did, it was briefly. So what feels like the thing to discuss is why does anyone give a shit? So I work for a bank. Yeah. I get Columbus Day off. Yeah. Because I'm spoiled and I work for, we get bank federal holidays. Who gives a fucking shit? Well, I think this is another one of those kind of stories where, you know, at the time, getting slaves and killing people wasn't necessarily the worst thing. It was happening all over the world. Especially, yeah. Really they're frowned upon. Brown and they wear, they wear a, whatever clothes that you don't understand. You know, fuck them. So I think he's revered for all of his uh, discoveries of these new routes and shipping and being able to go from Europe to the Americas <sighs> and... I think it really just gets romanticized, built up, and then we get taught it in schools. Because he did, he he did do stuff. Obviously, it's not sure. like he didn't do anything. Yeah. But I think a lot of the evil things, like slavery and murdering people, didn't really get passed through into the education. So no. And it wasn't until more recently, in the last couple of decades, that we go, oh, there was other people before him that actually made it to America from Europe. Yeah. So he got all the credit up until that point. And even now today, most people still don't know that. Well, and I guess, you know, the Vikings coming over and I think landing in Nova Scotia or whatever, and the Chinese maybe landing in, in San Francisco or whatever, you know, current day. Columbus creating the actual trade route from the Western world over here, people seem to give a fuck about. Yeah. 
But I still don't understand why anyone still cares. He's just a guy. Most people just go, yeah, what a A lot of guys do shit. He was so brave. Well, and the thing is with me when it comes to Christopher Columbus is that it's not that he was trying to build up this whole entire, you know, new nations, new countries to even necessarily make new trade routes that would benefit everybody. It was all selfishness. He was looking for more glory yeah. and riches for himself. He wanted fame. He wanted to go down in history for being the guy who discovered stuff. He wanted gold. Mm. And when he couldn't find the stuff that he needed to be able to make that happen, he lied about it. He'd say, like, let me keep going and exploring more for his own selfish gains to get some of that stuff. But he was making lies up. I promise. I promise. I promise. And people believed him. And, you know, it ended up working out in the end as far as him being able to discover more things, or at least and I say discover lightly because... It already existed and Annex. people were already there, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why he gets probably most of the credit today is because it opened up very quickly Europe and America to be able to trade back and forth and for white men to come over and basically kill all the people on Neato. the Americas. Yeah. Neato, Chris. Yeah. I mean, I think that's my favorite takeaway here is that he's really more of just a fucking pirate and it just worked out. So, really, the main takeaway is... uh. Uh, he's a selfish douche. History is about rape and gold. Yeah. For Chris. Yeah. There you go. Well, I've got a couple little fun facts if you'd like. Bam. So the Nina and the Pinta, which is was commonly taught in schools, one of his it was two of his three ships, right? Yep. So those two ships are actually not the names of the ships. They're not the actual names. What? Yeah. So that's what you'll be told in school. But really, those are nicknames of the ships. Sailors would often give their ships nicknames, sometimes usually in a oh. crude or funny way. Like, this ship sucks because <laughs> they start hating it. And they're like, fuck this place, you know? Yeah, I get that, yeah. So the Nina and the Pinta were actually nicknames. In 15th century Spain, ships were, tra- traditionally, they were named after saints. But salty sailors would. So that's why, so Santa Maria. That one's the real one. And then, because it sank first, they just left that as the name. I suppose. I think that one Would just... Would be my guess. They didn't maybe have a nickname for that one. I'm not sure. Huh. But these other two were nicknames. So, the real names for them, because... So, Pinta was actually Spanish for the painted one or prostitute. And that's why they used that one. because it had a double meaning. Sweet. So, they could be like, it's the Pinta, it's the prostitute. Oh, what a bitch. We fucker. Yeah. And Nina was just named after the owner of the ship, which was Juan Nino. And he decided to call his ship that rather than the same name. Hey, Nino, why does your bitch suck? Why can't she pick up wind? Yeah. So those weren't their real names, but that's what we still know them today in history is what we call them those. (laughs) And then really the other fun facts are stuff we've already discussed, just that he really never stepped inland. And I always pictured Columbus for whatever reason, and I don't know if this is just me assuming incorrectly or if it was actually taught to me but i always thought that columbus went straight to like north america like kind of in the you know like plymouth rock like you were saying yeah or Um, just walked into fort lauderdale like columbus land yeah i thought he actually landed on north america new york maybe in that area or maybe a little south but no he wasn't anywhere close i mean the closest he got to north america was islands below florida yeah he didn't even make it all all the way over to uh, mexico or 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 Central America area. Like the cool places. Yeah. Where there was islands. actual gold. So I think you can appreciate what he did do, but you also have to understand that he was doing it selfishly and wasn't doing it for the the good of anybody else other than himself. So no. that's as far as that goes. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to another episode of People Time. Sorry if we made you depressed. Yeah. 
or not. Destroying your heroes, but you also got to learn as you go. Fuck Christopher Columbus. Now you can go talk to people at parties and people think you read. We know you don't. Actually, <laughs> Christopher Columbus is a dickhead. <laughs> actually. Actually. Actually, yeah, you don't have to pretend to read anymore. Yeah. Well, you still pretend to, but just listen to the show and then say, so I read in this book. <laughs> hey, make sure you check out our other episodes. We make a lot of references sometimes to other people. You know, you might recognize some of the names and go check out those people. Check out the ones that you maybe don't recognize. We got some crazy stories with people. And we like to share around what we've learned. Make sure you subscribe so that we can keep up with the new episodes coming out. Please. If you, if you have any requests, send us a comment on Facebook. You can send us an email at peopletimepodcast at gmail.com. Oh! Hit like, subscribe, do all the cool things, and get all the cool shit. On Spotify, there's like a follow button. Just click it. Do it. Just click follow. Yeah. See what happens. Learn more. Thanks. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Two feet. Two feet! I want to say, girl, you had me at hello. I say it again, girl, like the edge of tomorrow. Loving you, it ain't risky business. That's why I'm singing to you all up in the shiznit. Shouting you're my wingman, get into my plane. We're gonna fly into the sky and then we'll exclaim. We're gonna make it rain, man, rain, man, rain, man, rain. Rain, man, rain, man, rain.